Will Clean is the founder of Ohi Energetics, a cannabis tech company. Will shares his life purpose and drops lots of knowledge on cannabinoids and why most people have a deficiency. This interview is a cutout of the full interview, which you can find on my YouTube, MaxHack, and on MaxHack.com. I also made a review of the Ohi Energetics CBD oil, and if you want to save 16% on any Ohi product, you can use my discount code MaxHack. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Will. Welcome to the interview. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. What is your why? What is your life purpose? It's a great question. You know, I have uh, really been quite lucky to have kind of tangibly aligned with uh, something that I've always felt since an early age, but a deep connection with nature. And then, and then on top of that, with people and, and life. Uh, and ultimately, I believe that we are able to become, and already are in certain regards, a symbiotic uh, species with the ecology that we're part of. And by that, uh, meaning that, that, our, that our presence and impact and, and how we integrate with other biomes and life forms uh, is regenerative and, 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 and uh, sustainable uh, through positive feedback loops as opposed to more parasitic and taking, which is not you know, regenerative or sustainable. And so my vision is to be able to be part of that catalyst and team of uh, life forms I, I liken it to kind of the metaphor of like the imaginal cells in a, in a, in a chrysalis uh, where a caterpillar starts out as a parasitic life form uh, in the ecology that it's in it's consuming and consuming more than it can than the, the ecology can can sustain and right before it actually sometimes can collapse the keystone species which is like the, the, the species that holds together that biome uh, it goes into the chrysalis, breaks down into, in, into a liquid form, but it maintains the old immune system or the, the metaphor the paradigm or operating system, right? Uh, but then these new cells emerge called imaginal cells, and they're carrying uh, the genetic code of, of the future self. And initially, the old immune system sees it as a threat, and, and they try and kill it off, and they do, uh, but they're persistent. And then thankfully, we don't need 100% to get a critical mass in nature, uh, it's closer to 14%, right? Um, thank goodness. Uh, that critical mass tips, right? And then at that point, you have this exponential recoding and the, and the old immune system actually sees these imaginal cells of future versions of itself. And so it actually protects them and enables it to rapidly recode. At that point, it's kind of an exponential uh, recoding point, at which point there's still rogue pockets of resistance, but it's, it's done. Uh, and then it recodes. It's got to it's got to fight against the chrysalis to to grow its uh, wing strength, right? But then it busts out as this new butterfly that's a symbiotic life form that actually pollinates and creates multiple eco ecosystems. And so it goes from uh, a, a mass kind of parasitic form, mass uh, consumption of energy, which is actually required for it to then blossom out into this ecological building uh, mechanism. And that's how I see us. I, I think we're, we're functions of nature. And it's a similar to like a mycorrhizal fungus uh, starts out parasitic and then taps it into a symbiotic web. Um, so that the big goal is, is to facilitate this transition uh, into a much more symbiotic uh, function that, mm -hmm. that supports life on the planet. 
What is your vision for the year 2050? Yeah, uh, so I think we're going to be on a completely different um, epoch and operating system at this point. Uh, energy storage systems and energy communications is going to be much more frictionless, I believe. Uh, and, and when we can take care of the Maslow's needs uh, at, a, at a fundamental and an open sourced and effective abundant level, then we're going to be creating art, right? Time, time is no longer about survival. It's about enhancing the experience and we can explore uh, space, uh, both inner and outer. Uh, and and that, that's where I see us going. So how are you going to make that vision happen? And what are you doing for us yeah. to become a symbiotic species? Yeah. So, uh, so I founded Ohio Energetics in 2014. Uh, I studied permaculture and systems, regenerative systems design before that. I'm a systems thinker. I, I see patterns and how things interface that aren't necessarily obvious uh, on the front end. Um, and uh, Ohio is ultimately a technology company. Um, and uh, so we have, I partnered up with the leading biotech and intellectual property IP firm globally, uh, Wilson Sensini, back in 2014. And we were the only cannabis related client they had worked with, gave us essentially five years of exclusivity uh, and just started building an IP portfolio pertaining to um, delivery systems of cannabinoids, which is what our consumer brand focuses on is, is we figured out how to solubilize these compounds without using synthetics, which is really important, um, particularly for the, for, for safety reasons. Um, and, and that enables us to get an incredibly effective dosage with a lower amount of cannabinoids that, that uh, most people are chronically underdosing um, their CBD content uh, because historically people got their cannabinoids predominantly through eating the animals and the animal products fed the hemp plant. Actually in Switzerland, you had the Swiss farmers, they were in an uproar when someone tried to ban it because they're like, we've always done this. It's great for the cows. Uh, and in fact, it's not isolated. It, it was ubiquitous across the planet. Literally every culture grew cannabis as a primary crop uh, minus the Inuit and then potentially the Aboriginal Australians, but every other population had this uh, constant exposure. It was one of the so we would get the cannabinoids out of the meat we would eat because the animals were fed with hemp in the times. What do you do when you grow a vegetable? You feed it to your your farm animals, right? And that's mm -hmm. the basis of agriculture. And the it's what's fascinating is that so the plant produces CBDA and THCA and the other cannabinoids in the acid forms, right? You have to decarboxylate them or heat them. We actually figured out how to decarboxylate without heat, and that's a different patent. But um, the uh, when you'd eat the milk, for example, you would get the raw form, the CBD acid form, uh, which has a different agonistic response on the cannabinoid receptors. And the, 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 but uh, when you cook the animal or the eggs, for example, you would decarboxylate it. So we had this ratio of higher amounts of decarboxylated, high CBD, low THC. Uh, in a full spectrum of cannabinoids with bioflavonoids and terpenes and all these other cannabinoids, right? And then a smaller amount, but a steady amount of, 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 of the raw form for millennia, right? And so there's one, uh, the Scythians brought it to the Romans, the Romans brought it anywhere that they colonized, they brought it to the British, the British brought it everywhere. Uh, the first cannabis laws in the U.S. were actually requiring you to grow hemp. If you didn't, you'd be fine. Um, 
so we've gone down into the narrow, but, but that essentially, when we pulled this through prohibition, we artificially cut these micronutrients that we co-evolved consuming that are fuel for the body's endocannabinoid system. And the body's endocannabinoid system is the system that regulates homeostatic balance for the entire body. And so it's arguably the most important system, right? It's the conductor of the symphony. Uh, so we pulled these fuel uh, nutrients out, right? And then coupled that with oxidative stress that's more constant than ever before, we one two punched ourselves and got ourselves in this negative feedback loop of, of endocannabinoid deficiency. Um, and so the study showed, prelim showed that hemp fed chickens have up to 250 milligrams of CBD per egg. Wow. So we're talking about a substantial quantity wow. of cannabinoids, right? That were historically yeah. consumed. That would be a biohacking act, like. Yes. You eat an egg before you want to sleep. <laughs> well, it's funnily enough is, is uh, so, so there's certain populations where there wasn't an in, interrupted uh, uh, intake, which would be Nepal. Uh, and so cannabis grows wild there. And I had uh, this Lyft driver and I, and, he's, and I said, so does cannabis grow? Like, yeah, it's everywhere. And I said, do you like to eat the yaks? And the yak milk. And he goes, yeah, it's our favorite. And I was like, so what do the yaks like to eat? And he goes, oh, they love the cannabis plants. Um, <laughs> And so it goes to, to, to the Bulletproof, right, Dave's story of, of, of having that yak butter and that, 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 that enhanced uh, flow, essentially. Uh, there would have been cannabinoids in that yak butter, um, which yeah. is pretty cool. But do, do they get it from the yaks in Nepal? Yeah, they eat the yaks and they, and they consume the, the milk mm -hmm. and make butter so that, that that will have cannabinoids in it, um, which is fascinating. But... Uh, so on that front, with our bioavailability, we're able to, to enhancement with the encapsulation, we can get an effective dose. The strong data shows you need a minimum of 500 milligrams of the fat-based equivalent, CBD daily, to engage the endocannabinoid system because of that dietary intake levels, right? And so most people are chronically underdosing when they're taking it, and they're probably getting placebo. Uh, I also think that they're, which is great, right? Placebo is great until you actually feel what it's like to engage the system, and it's a game changer. Um, but the, uh, I think that the trace amounts of THC in, in these lower dose thresholds, which don't match up to the data for optimization and properly turning on the system, there's going to, because the metabolite Delta 11 uh, is, is somewhat bioactive, unlike CBD's metabolites, which really don't work at lower thresholds, I think there's some, some of the benefits that people are reporting maybe beyond placebo related to the trace amounts of THC, uh, but that needs to be further explored. Um, so going back, uh, optimizing people's endocannabinoid system perpetuates their, uh, perpetuates their, their ability to um, feel better, which makes better decisions, which also has been uh, shown to increase neurogenesis and prefrontal cortex. Uh, and, and, and also we're, we're studying uh, cannabinoids for flow with Stephen Kotler, who's my friend and advisor um, to the company. We're doing the first cannabis and flow studies ever. Um, yeah, it's it's so funny because I was interviewing um, Connor Murphy, Connor's the flow amazing. scientist, uh -huh. and he recommended he recommended Ohio Energetic CBD oil. So I was looking into it, uh, testing it now for two months, and then contacting you about the interview. Oh, it's awesome! So, yeah, it's how all yeah, it's a small, it's my husband. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's. Uh, Getting people's endocannabinoid systems online, I think, is, is from an internal, starting with the zone one. If we can take care of our inner ecology and we're feeling better and our, and, and our operating system is more effective, 
then there's going to be a higher propensity for us to collaborate and, and look at symbiotic relationships as opposed to being in more of a uh, uh, amygdala, like, and it's an oversimplification, but, but more reptilian brain, right? Uh, if we can get out of that and, and, and stay in, in these higher functions longer, there's a higher chance that we're going to be able to collaborate better. So that's one way. And then uh, we also figured out how to make scalable supercapacitor batteries out of our uh, hemp uh, waste. Batteries. We're actually... Yeah, uh, supercapacitors, so energy storage systems um, that uh, will outperform most likely graphene. The prelim at Bench showed that it could outperform uh, graphene, which the reason why we haven't used graphene supercapacitors, which would solve the the grid issue with microgridding as well as energy storage, and and it it would enable electric jets, which we have in our IP and cars, and, and, and completely transform the way we live on the planet. Uh, it's because graphene from fly ash, which is a petroleum waste, is about $800 an ounce. And so it's just been way cost. It's not scalable, and that's why it hasn't taken off. Um, and so uh, we figured out a method that can actually scale graphene production out beyond benchtop from the hemp plant. Uh, these early researchers figured it out, but they couldn't scale it. Uh, and so then we, I partnered with a, a PhD from, from Stanford in material battery engineering and molecular engineering, and we, we figured it out. And uh, we're now in Creta with Lawrence Livermore Berkeley Labs, the national labs. Uh, I think it's the second highest concentration of Nobel laureates. And they believe that we'll get in, in about eight months um, uh, from launch a scalable graphene uh, powder. So that's really exciting. So that's one of the other ways like, uh, um, of, of actually bringing this into uh, this vision into reality and, and how we're doing it. And, um, you make plastics and concrete replacements. It's it's pretty profound, and so. So you do a lot more than just CBD products. Yeah, yeah, we're like we are a tech CBD company. Oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really um, do a lot of different things under Ohio Energetics. Yeah, that's the parent co, and that's the IP holding co, and then we're going to sub. We call it the mothership, and then we have our sub uh, ships. Wow. Uh, so energetics is also really turning into storage. electricity. Correct. Cool. Uh, and energy in the body, right? I mean, it's, yeah. and also Ojai is, is uh, there's just a, an energy about Ojai, which, which is... It's uh, the city you are in, right? Yes. Yeah, where I founded it. And you had like uh, philosophers, Nanny Bassan, Aldous Huxley, Krishnamurti. They would all hang out and philosophize and, and, and envision the uh, possibility of timelines for, for society's expansion. But um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's how I see our reality coming into, into and we're, and, and we're a benefit corporation. Uh, our ultimate mission is um, abundance for all life uh, and, 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 and attaining that through practical means. And so it, I like my dream and what we're going to do is at the right moment, we will open source these supercapacitors where you can 3d print them um, from the cloud uh, for free from the hemp that's growing everywhere. Cause it grows everywhere. Uh, and life will be much, much better, I feel. Um, so if you think again about your 2050 goal, um, yeah. the symbiotic species, yeah. um, Ohio Energetics, how can people support you? How can they find you if they're interested now to check you out or help you in your mission? Yeah, well, um, I, I really believe like we're all, like everyone's genius is inherent. Um, so like just by following that internally, like we're all in it together, right? It's, it's we're one, really one unit. Um, all ships rise. Uh, 
And then we're, we, we're found online. Um, we're going to be expanding distribution in Europe and, um, yeah, uh, follow your, follow your, your passions. It tends to lead to, to why we're here and our innate genius. And, um, yeah, you can check us out at ohioenergetics.com. And if you have questions, you can always email us. And if you want to learn more on Ohio Energetics, check out the links in the blog post. And if you want to try Ohio Energetic products for yourself, use my coupon code MAXHUG, M-A-X-H-U-G, to get 16% off any order.